0: Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we're going to try to finish this chapter, not promising you. Tonight will be the last message out of Hebrews chapter 11, Uh, and then we're going to go into Hebrews chapter 12 just for a couple of few verses, and I've enjoyed it. I started this as soon as this pandemic started, and we're going to end it, Uh, and I wish the pandemic was ending today, but um, I preached as long as I can on Hebrews chapter 11 Because I needed faith. Where faith begins, fear ends. Amen. There's a lot of people fearing and failing, and faltering. And, you know, we ought to have a desire, just like that beautiful song says. If you don't have a desire, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things come new. And one of the things that comes new when you get saved is you have a desire. You have a desire to be in church. You have a desire to pray. You have a desire to be pleasing to God. You just have a desire, a new want to. Uh, that's what it is. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he has a new want to. So, I hope your want to is okay. If your want to is not right, you need to get a new want to. And that's the uh, the Holy Spirit will come in your life and give you a desire. But a lot of people are saved, and because of a tragedy, because of an unanswered prayer, they give up and they get bitter instead of better. And I'm going to be preaching on that tonight. Please don't miss it. And others is found in verse 36. That's what I'll be preaching on. Some people didn't have a good time, and some people suffered, and some people did not get delivered. They got persecuted, and they got killed for the name of Jesus. And so, folks, don't miss tonight. If you ever had a time where you didn't have a prayer answered, come tonight. If you ever had a time where you felt like God lost your address, come tonight. If you ever had a tragedy that you couldn't understand, and you wanted, to, you wanted to let that deflate you and, and, and um, uh, it wanted, you wanted it to uh, aggravate you and you wanted it to depress you, and you didn't want to, but it happened come tonight because I'm going to finish up uh, where these others um, did not have the victory as far as the world's concerned, but they had the eternal victory as far as being faithful. You know, there's one thing we can be during this time is faithful, faithful, and I thank God for your favor. I was looking at Brother Daryl and Brother Chris working back there. I know it's hard to breathe in those masks, and they were hauling chairs around and shoving people around and putting people over here and putting people. I said, that's not that's not fun. They didn't they didn't sign up for this. And by the way, if we go to all this trouble, you ought to be here. Amen. I if we go to all this trouble to keep this place safe, clean, and we have extra cleaning every Wednesday, every Sunday, uh, you know. Uh, good night, be here, because I'm going to tell you why. It takes a lot of t- trouble and uh, effort to get this place clean and then to stay distance because a lot of people don't think it's necessary. And that's a matter of opinion. All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and uh, verse 32 through 40, and I'll stop mingling and meddling, and we will, I can't mingle, but uh, stop meddling and start preaching, Amen. All right, let's go to verse 32. Let's all stand on the word of God if you want to. If you don't, just stand in your heart, be fine. And what shall I say? What I more, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, uh, we preached the whole message on him, and Barak, and by the way, Deborah's behind him, and of Samson and Jephthah of David, and of Samuel and of the prophets. We left off at Samuel last week. And I'm going to be preaching on the prophets today. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness, were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to to flight uh, the armies of aliens. Uh, Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, That they might obtain a better resurrection. Now, if I stop right there, everybody would say, Sign me up for the Christian life. Sign me up for the faithful life. But look at this next verse and others the trial of cruel mockings, of scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed asunder, they were tempted, and were tempted, were slain with a sword and wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. All the, and, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better things for us, that, that without us, should not be made perfect. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for these two sets of people. One that seemed very triumphant, victorious, and Lord, another one that just had a hard life, and Lord, one that was destitute and, and uh, persecuted and even gave their lives for the faith. Lord, I want to thank you for our heritage. I want to thank you for uh, the bloody trail that paved the way for the King James Bible, for we Baptists to be Anabaptists. That means, Lord, we don't baptize babies. And God, some people gave their lives for that, that we baptize believers. And Lord, I thank you, dear God, for those that paid the price. May we pay the price and realize the price is faithfulness and the price is made possible by keeping focused on he who is invisible. And Lord, we thank you that you are very, very good to us no matter what. And so Lord, help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me just give you the first half of this message, and it's a a very positive, victorious half. I'll summarize the second half, but please come back at at 6 o'clock. If you can't come back at 6 o'clock, tune in to either um, Facebook or YouTube, amen? And a lot of people do that, and I thank God for you. But I want you to see, first of all, the heroic faith of prophets. Look at verse 32, the last phrase is in the prophets. Folks, I want to tell you something all um sense of unworthiness before God was in their hearts. But they answered the call. And I want to tell you something, friend, it takes faith to answer the call to be a prophet, to be a foreteller, even today. Folks, it's not a glamorous lie. And they faced every imaginable trial that they could be placed for them. And then they preached to a bunch of people that were sinful and wicked. They had two messages. Hope for those that repented, and judgment for those that didn't. And folks, I want to tell you something. Last time I checked, most people don't want to hear a message on judgment. But thank God for prophets that were faithful. And they're true heroes. I mean, Isaiah and others that, that preach and tradition says that they gave their lives and uh, laid down their lives to be a prophet, to be one that foretold Calvary, foretold the virgin birth foretold the perfect life that Jesus would, would uh, uh, live on this earth and then die, and three days later, up from the grave he arose. But I want you to see the rewards of faith in verse 33. It says, for through faith they subdued kingdoms. First of all, I want you to notice the word subdued kingdoms. And I want you to realize, friend, in verse 33, the Bible says that these men of God, these ladies of God, subdued Kingdoms. I want to tell you something, friend, God is able, and God is miraculous, and folks, God will do miraculous things through you to deliver you if it's God's will, and to answer prayer if it's God's will, and folks, I want to tell you something, but we must believe, and through faith, true faith brings God to the battle, say amen, it brings God to the forefront, it brings God to lead the, the, uh, the, the fight against unrighteousness and ungodliness. I don't know about you, but I believe the United States of America and this whole world needs God. And we need some people of faith. We need some people that'll say, hey listen, there's a kingdom that's going down the drain. The devil's trying to rule, he's the prince and power of this, of this world. And folks, we need to fight the good fight, but we can't do it on our own. Turn to Psalms 44 verse three, tremendous verse. Well, they're all tremendous, amen. Psalms 44, verse three. How many love the word of God? Say amen. amen. I got a copy of it right here. You wanna borrow it? No, I got to preach it. Look at verse three. For they, listen to this now, they got not the land in possession by their own sword. I want you to be reminded of this. Any victory you've ever had, it's by faith in him. Say amen. It's by his strong arm. It's by his sword. And so don't you get puffed up and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I'm gonna tell you something, friend, America's what it is because of God, and what's so hurtful today and such shameful today is that they're trying to outlaw God, and they're trying to outlaw the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, and they're trying to do a lot of things in the name of justice. I'm gonna tell you what justice is, God in control, and that's enough, but look at this, Psalms 44, I want you to get there now, verse three. The Bible says, "For they." They got not the land in possession by their own sword. Did their listen to this? Neither did their own arms save them. Their own arms save them. We need this reminder. But the right hand of God—that's always the sign of strength. Sorry, left-handers. At the right hand of uh, and the right hand and thine arm, thine arm, thy right hand, And the light of. Thy countenance because thou has a fa- because thou hast a favor, thou hast a favor unto them. Folks, God favors us by his grace. We ought to praise him that the reward of faith is that we can subdue kingdoms. The kingdom of Satan. Say amen. And folks, uh, the Bible says in Second Corinthians four uh, two fourteen, uh, write it down, just quote it to you. It says, Now thanks be unto God. Uh, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and, and make it manifest the savior of his knowledge by us in every place. There's triumphant Christians that make a difference. And folks, we ought to be triumphant, not depressed, not down and out, not giving up, not unfaithful. We ought to be triumphant because in Christ, we're more than conquerors. Can somebody say amen and smile through that mass? Praise God. Thank the Lord. First John 5, 4 says this, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And so folks, listen, first of all, when we have faith, we can overcome kingdoms. That's pretty pretty great, isn't it, to know that we're on the winning side. I put, uh, some preacher put down this where the South Carolina folks gathered together, sing on the court lawn, I'm on the winning side. Praise God, I'd love to hear that song. And um, if we don't get a choir back, we're just going to start singing uh, choir specials from the pulpit, uh, from the pews, praise God. Just get up here and start singing the winning side. If you don't know it, act like you know it, amen? It's like a lot of choir members, they just pan them all next to some, pant them all. They just uh pan- <laughs> They just, uh, you know, uh, move their lips next to somebody that can sing real loud. I always wanted to uh, just stand by uh, next to Brother Jim Cook because he's so loud they thought I was singing. Amen. But Anyway, look at, look at this now. Number two, heroic faith or victorious faith wroughts righteousness. Ralts righteousness. Come on, folks. Listen, I want to tell you something. We need some people to stand up for righteousness. We need some people to stand up for what's right. I mean, this day and age, I'm telling you what, some people think they're the authority on what's right around here. And it just boils my blood just because a person can carry a football or, or just because a person makes uh, a million dollars putting a round ball through a hoop and don't make them a spokesman for this world, you know, and for equality and justice. I'm gonna tell you who the spokesmen are. It's the word of God, say amen. I'm sick and tired of these celebrities trying to tell us how to live. Amen, come on now. Sick and tired of it. Also sick and tired of being sick, but I'm, I'm getting better, amen. Sick and tired of being overweight, sick and tired of all kinds of stuff, amen. Sick and tired of plumbing problems. Thank God for some neighbors that helped me out this week. We've had more plumbing problems. And folks, that's all my tribulation. What's y'all's? Y'all wanna stand up and whine a little bit? <laughs> Y'all stand up and complain a little bit? Come on, amen. I'm gonna tell you something. We got it good compared to what these guys had it. Say amen. And I want to tell you some folks, heroic faith sedues kingdoms, but thank God it, it wrought righteousness in our lives. And faith, friend, makes a difference. If we live by the faith of God, we can have, a, we can have a, a wonderful victories. And thank the Lord we can wrought righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. The Bible says this, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is reproached to any people. Proverbs 14, 34, look it up later. Matthew 5, verse six says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. i want to tell you what's, what's the blessing. It's just right to praise God. It's just right to follow God. It's just right to let him have the rights of your life. Amen? It's just right for him to be Lord of your life. It's just right to crown him as Lord of this nation, of your life, of your family. It's just right. And folks, faith makes it right because we let the righteousness of God show forth. Ephesians 6, 14, uh, the Bible says, Stand therefore having your loins girt about uh, with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness. Folks, in the warfare, if you're not right with God, through salvation, imputed, and imparted righteousness, that's holiness, you're going to be wilting in the battle because the accuser is going to say, you're not right. You're not right. How can you witness? How can you pray? How can you preach? How can you teach Wednesday night if you're not right? That's why we really believe in setting the example in in leadership. I've had a lot of people get mad at me over the years when I say, leader, you need to be faithful. Because if you can't be a faithful follower, how in the world can you lead somebody else? We lead through righteousness. We lead through right living. We lead lead through a a dynamic example. And I want to tell you what the dynamic example is. Live by faith. Trust God. Don't trust your feelings. Have your focus on things above, not on things beneath and around. Philippians 1.11 says being filled with the fruit of righteousness which is by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Last Wednesday I said if I had to preach one message and it'd be my last message, it'd be that message. Is that you measure your life by how much glory you bring to God. Not how much dough you make. Not how much people admire you and love you and follow you. Not how many houses or how many homes or how many uh, cars that you own folks you're, you're going to be measured by your faithfulness to God for his glory and folks only thing that matters is bringing glory to God and I can't think of a better thing that brings glory to God and these folks have been written down here and I've went over them and, and it's been like an oasis to me just to see these character studies folks it's a great testimony that they trusted God when it was a lot worse than it is today because none of you have been to jail for trusting God. None of you have been sawed asunder. None of you have been put in a hollow tree and, and bound in a hollow tree and somebody take a saw and go through your body like they did Isaiah, according to, according to historians. Nobody's been drugged through the streets of Lister. Nobody's been boiled in oil like John was. Folks, nobody's been fed to the lions and, and, uh, by some crazy sports fans. Uh, lions versus Christians and scream and yell at the blood slinging in the Colosseum floor. Nobody's been through that here. If you have, let me know where it is and I won't live in your neighborhood. But I want to tell you something, friend. We got it easy compared to what they had. it. And folks, they were faithful. And the heroic part about it is they they wrought righteousness. number three, they obtained promises. They obtained promises. I love that song, Standing on the Promises. I know it's an old song and I know you you probably get tired of singing it so much but we do stand on the promises and the promises is right here. Over 30,000 of them in this book. 1,500 years, 44 different authors, 66 different books and not one promise has not come true. Folks, he promises us abundant life if we'll put him first. And so folks, listen. We need not to stagger in our faith when we don't believe his book. Say amen, come on, somebody help me out this morning. It's not easy preaching 8,000 times up here. Folks, we need to not stagger. Romans four, verse 20 says this, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. You wanna start staggering? Stop believing. You wanna start swaying with the world? You wanna start going down the tube with the world? You want to go down to the whirlpool of, of sin? Stop believing. The only sin that will send you to hell is the sin of unbelief. 12.1. Hebrews 12.1. It's for the sin that so easily besets us. It's unbelief. A lot of people say, no, it's this problem, this problem, this personal problem. No, take it in context. Hebrews 11 and 12 are together. And folks, the cloud of witnesses is these, these men and ladies. And they're looking at us and we stagger when we don't believe. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen? Romans 420, write it down sometime. And Verse twenty one is even better, it says, in being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. I believe God's able. I believe he answers prayer. Can somebody say amen? I believe he has answered prayer. You wouldn't be alive today. Come on. Your family wouldn't be together. You'd be. Hey, your marriage wouldn't be. Your marriage wouldn't be worth the flip, pardon the expression. If it wasn't for God, your children would be uh, shaming you right now. If it wasn't for God, folks, we need to give God the glory by believing that what He's done, He can do it again. We need revival. A lot of people think that's past tense. He can do it again. In 2 Corinthians chapter seven verse one. The Bible says this: Having therefore these promises. Having therefore these promises. How many promises we got? We got about 32,000 of them right here. Amen. Fannie J. Crosby memorized most of them. That's why I like her songs. But I want you to see this. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, little less disposition, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness and the fear of God. Chattanooga Times, free press. Yeah, it's free press, all right. It's liberal press like the rest of them. And I will to tell you something. Uh, wrote up a big article about one member that was disenchanted with, with, uh, with the Harvest Baptist Church and the death minister because he went to their school and they had rules. Well, praise God, switch schools, but don't turn them into the paper. And so they make this big deal about this religion of Fear. And I mean, they just slaughtered Brother Rimple, one of our missionaries, and his wife being tyrants and a cult. No, they're not a cult. They're an independent, fundamental Baptist church that believes you ought to live holy. Say amen. Amen. And folks, it's by faith that we live holy. We're not holier than thou either. And we don't have a bunch of man-made rules and preacher rules, we just go by the book And the book says do it, we're going to do it. Amen. The book says follow him, we're going to follow him. And having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of flesh and spirit. There's a lot of filthy flesh going around today. There's a lot of filthy dispositions going around today. Folks, when men are marrying men and women bearing men, I think that's filthy. Come on, that's filthy. I think what's filthy too is when you take a little baby in a womb and and suck him out because you want to have the God of convenience, and the world puts it in the law and thinks you're crazy if you don't uh, uh, kill your baby when when you don't want to have a baby. Women's rights. I'll tell you what, women's rights stops when they get pregnant. They need to have the baby. If you don't want it, adopt it out to a good family. Say amen. Come on now, let's get with it. More enthusiasm at a Trump rally than this. Good night. Ended a couple then, praise God. But anyway, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You know what that's mean? It means you ought to have some mature separation knowing God knows. Can I put the co-fill standard edition on that? God knows what you're at, who you're at. God knows why you're living, why you live. And I want to tell you something, friend. It is so sad today that we don't stand on the promises and give in to the peer pressure. Come on, young people. Don't give in to the peer pressure. Just because everybody else is going to hell, don't get on that train. And because everybody looks like they're going to hell, don't get on that train. Be separate. Stand alone. Be bold. Be holy. Holiness means godliness and godliness means godlikeness, and that is not repulsive. That is a very high, holy, wholesome standard. I want my kids to be holy. My wife's holy. And folks, I want to be more holy. 1 John 5, 14 says this, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. I've been begging God all week for his will. I want his will. I don't want to wrestle God and break, change his will. I just want to get a hold of God's will and get in it. That's called submission. Then verse 15 of 1 John 5 says this, and if we know, and we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petition that we ask, desire of. It's not a blank check that you can just pray what you want to, a la carte, buffet Christian. No, that's not it at all. It's getting a hold of what God wants and get in it. Get a hold of God's will and get in it. And then when you pray, you can be assured if it's God's will, it shall be done. Why? For his glory. Yes. Oh, it's heroic faith when you stand on the promises. And if folks, I want to tell you something, it is a blessed life when you obtain the promises. How many's ever had a prayer answered? Raise your hand, please. And if you're saved, you really had a big one. He promised you that he'd save you on his merit, on his by his love, by his blood by his resurrection. And folks, we ought to be excited. We ought to be excited. And then I want you to know also, the Bible says that they stopped the mouths of lions. They stopped the mouths of lions. Now, we could go to Daniel again, but you say, please, preacher, I want to get out of Hebrews 11. Okay, they stopped the mouths of lions. Well, folks, there's a roaring lion described in the Bible called Satan. And I want to tell you something, he is the accuser of the brethren. And I am going to tell you another thing is he's a deceiver. John 8, 44, he's a liar. And I am going to tell you something. There's one thing the devil's really given a heyday. A lot of people is saying this. I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't be this. You can be whatever God wants you to be. And you can be more than a conqueror. You say, well, I can't do that. No, you can't do that. It's not by your arm. It's not by your sword. As we started this message, it's by his power and his promises, and his presence. Thank God it's for his name, not yours. Folks, I want to tell you something. Heroic faith stops the mouths of lions. Samson, David, Daniel, all uh, examples of that. But folks, today, God can give you victory over the devil, the flesh, and the world. So I can't live the Christian life. Don't you say that so you won't live the Christian life, because you can. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. But John 15, 5 says I can do nothing without him. You need to abide in him. You need to get in this book and learn what the promises of God are and claim them. It's not you name it and then you claim it, TV evangelist. It's hey, let God name it, then you claim it. And sometimes it's not God's will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with this tonight for people to be healed. That's right. I was praying fervently for Brother William Nix, the gentlest, kindest man. All of y'all that went down to the Couples Street, they're having that again the 19th. Uh, brother, um, um, oh, who is it? Who is it? Brother McCulley, but Brother Ellis is doing the the uh, retreat this year. And uh, Every time I went to that Couples retreat, a lot of times I'm preaching it, teaching it, the man that escorted you into the fellowship hall, standing at the door was Brother William Nix. He's the doorkeeper. He's the handshaker. He's the eldest deacon. I think he was 83, Brother Moore. I prayed fervently for him for weeks God spared him. And he didn't. And tonight I'm going to explain to you why. You better be back tonight. If you've ever had a prayer, not answered. You need to be here tonight. But I want to tell you something. Satan would love to crush me today and say, hey, what kind of man of God are you? You can't even pray for a dear friend, for a a, a godly deacon that started a prayer meeting on Saturday night for his church. What's the deal? You can get bitter and you can get down. And I want to tell you something, folks. You can act like you're disqualified if you want to, but in Christ, you're qualified. That means you got to get the sin out of your life and be faithful, faithful. You come by faith and you come back again by faith. You don't go by your little feelings. You don't focus on this world. You come by faith. You worship by faith. You have victory by faith. Look at 1 John, excuse me, 1 Peter chapter five, and I'll close, 1 Peter chapter five. I felt so bad preaching so long last week. Well, I really didn't, but I felt bad for those that was wrestling with kids. I really did. And uh, David Smallwood one time said, bless God, I'll preach two hours if I want to he had three kids, it changed just have three kids and you'll stop preaching two hours, amen, and so uh, I'm going to try to divide this up in two messages if you'll come back tonight, if you don't come back tonight I'm just going to keep preaching for another hour okay, y'all coming back, that's great All right, 1 Peter 5 hey, if we can't smile what can we do, amen I mean, praise God, let's let's loosen up a little bit amen, Uh, we're not at a funeral service amen we're at a victorious service first Peter 5: 5, five okay likewise ye younger submit to yourselves to the elder. that's hard for some people isn't it? And it says this yea all of you and subject one to another be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Folks by faith we need to be humble. We don't need to be so humble we're proud of it either. We just need to be humble. you know what we need to be humble about? If it wasn't the grace of God, you'd already be defeated this week. You'd already be a casualty and you'd be a, you'd be a trophy of the devil. That's right. You'd be so bitter, nobody could stand you. You'd be so unfaithful, your wife wouldn't even trust you. Amen. But thanks God for the grace of God to live for him. I'm excited about it, aren't you? Thank God. God, I'm trying to get enthusiastic about it because so, if I don't, we're all gonna go to sleep. Look at verse six. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he will exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Have you cast your care upon him today? Or you got all these worries and all these strives and all this negativity. Friend, I want to tell you something. You're going to be hard to live with if you don't get it right. And the Lord... does not want you to listen to the devil's devaluation of your life. We didn't evolve, we de-evolved. We started in the garden and went away, Romans chapter 1, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That's a beautiful picture of faith. Lord, I can't carry it. I can't carry it, it's yours. You ever had a burden so big you couldn't carry it? You ever had a burden so big that you couldn't bear it? I mean, the devil knocked the wind out of you. Somebody say amen. I mean, the devil knocked the wind out of you. I mean, you didn't even know which way's up. And then depression set in. Unnatural grief set in. You ought to grieve, but not for the rest of your life. Especially if your love and went to heaven, say amen. You got to get ready to meet them. (laughs) That's the thing about Brother Nix. He met his dear wife that he loved so much yesterday. He wouldn't come back if we begged him. And then look at this, be sober. That's good advice, isn't it? Say amen. I hope none of you come to church drunk. No, that's not what that means. It means be serious. Be serious. I thought Tony Tony Hudson was gonna uh, tell jokes all day at uh, Brother uh, Goosby's funeral, but he got serious. He's just breaking ice a little bit, no problem. Be sober. Look at this, be vigilant. The village. You know, I appreciate people who's been in the military. They know what it's. They know what discipline's about. Come on, say amen. I got my discipline from sports. That's terrible. And a mother that disciplined me if I wasn't disciplined. That's even better. She's the best coach I ever had. She's the roughest coach I ever had. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I tell you what, none of those coaches whipped me with a hickory switch, <laughs> but my mother sure did. Hallelujah. You say, you must have had a mean mama. No, I had a great mama. I'll tell you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may what? Devour. And I'm gonna tell you this, and we'll close, don't get in a hurry. The number one target that he wants to devour is your faith. Remember when Peter was about to Deny the Lord, and he said he would never deny the Lord. And he said, hey, listen, Peter, I pray for you that your faith fail not. I think the Lord knew what was important. His faith in him. I'm gonna tell you what's important, and I have apologized one bit for preaching six months on one chapter. I'm not apologizing one bit. That's better than picking up some sugar stick and just preaching not the Bible and telling stories. I will tell a story tonight about a martyr's child. But I want to tell you something, friend. We need to be vigilant because the adversary of the devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking to devour your faith. He wants to devour your love. He wants to devour your faithfulness. Now, I'll tell you one thing he really wants to devour young people. He wants to devour your testimony and if you ever lose your testimony, you've lost a lot. Come on, say amen. You might lose a grade you might lose your starting position on the ball team. God forbid, that'd be the end of the world, wouldn't it? But I want to tell you something, if you lose your testimony, you lost a lot. Let me close by saying this. Seeking who made by our, look at verse nine, Hebrews 5, nine. Whom res, resist steadfast in the class, say it with me. Faith! You resist the devil by faith, not by feelings, not by focus not even by fellowship. You can't let somebody else fight your war with the devil. You must live and resist the devil by faith and resist steadfast in the faith. Would you underline faith, verse nine? Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But I love, verse 10 now, but the God of all grace who has called us into eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after we have suffered a while, make you perfect, that means mature, stable, established, stable, strengthen, and settle you. Why? Verse 11, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Tonight I'll be dealing with enduring faith. This morning, I dealt with advancing faith, victorious faith, conquering faith. And I like that offensive stuff, don't you? But there's a time in our life where we're gonna need tonight's sermon more than we're gonna need this morning's sermon because it takes more faith to endure than it does to enjoy it takes more faith to endure than to be delivered. Anybody can have faith, oh Lord, heal me, and you're healed, praise God, I'd have faith in that too. But one of the Lord says no. And one of you sitting up there in the hospital, you can't even have your daughter sit by your side. And some nurse has gotta be your mama, your sister, your, your daughter. It's gets tough then, don't it? And I'm gonna say this, friend, with all my heart, During those times, the devil is going to try to get you down. And he's even going to try to divide this flock. He's tried it, but he ain't succeeded because I'm going to tell you something. I rebuke the devil's attempt to divide this flock. We're staying together. I'm going to stay faithful. How about you? Say amen. I'm going to tell you something. We need each other. But I'll tell you what. We need God more than we need each other. So we need to draw near with true heart of full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled with an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast, verse 23 of Hebrews 10, the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised. Father, use this message. Thank you, dear God, for the opportunity of a lifetime. That's to worship you. And I thank you for the privilege of being the preacher of this place. I'm not a prophet or a son of a prophet, but Lord, I'm the preacher. And I sure have enjoyed it. And I hope it's not past tense. But God, I want to be an example of faith. I don't want to falter. I don't want to be unfaithful. I want to put the things of the world, because I ain't got faith in money. I ain't got faith in my job. I ain't got faith in others. I ain't got faith in this system. I ain't got faith in myself, like I need to have faith in you. Because Lord, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have enough sense to get out of bed and drive three blocks to the church. If it wasn't for faith, I wouldn't be saved, I'd be a child of hell. If it wasn't through faith in you, dear God, I wouldn't have the peace that passes understanding during this terrible time that we're living in. God, I can't understand it, why I have so much peace. But God, I believe it's your peace. And God, I believe it's your courage. And God, I believe it's you, you that gives us optimism Confidence and faith, even in the future. Lord, even so, come quickly. God, help us to have faith in these last days, especially against the roaring lion that accuses us, pushes us down, beats us down, and even recruits us and tries to devour our faith. God, increase our faith. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't know if you've got a thing out of Hebrews 11 or not, but it has helped me so much to realize what these people went through and these people accomplished. And I'll just say this, if my God's prejudice, I'm finished with him. If my God loves them more than he loves me, he's not my God, but he is a God that loves everyone, say amen. Past, present, future tense. He wants to use you just as much as he wants to use Daniel, David, Moses. He's not a respecter of persons. But I believe we are. We sometimes respect ourselves more than we do God. Sometimes we respect this world and what people think about us more than we know what God thinks about us. And we respect the money and we respect this and we respect that. We respect our feelings more than we respect faith in God. There's the key. Let me say, preacher, I got to agree with the disciples and the disciples need to pray it. Who are we that we don't need to pray it? That you'd say, my prayer this morning, pastor, is that God would increase my faith. That God would increase my faith. And it'll show up in your prayer life but it'll show up also in your disposition and your faithfulness, because people of faith are faithful. Amen. You say, preach, that's what I need. Would you please pray with me and for me that God would increase my faith. Would you slip your hand up real high? Amen. God God sees that hand. You're not doing it for me. You're, you're doing it for God. Amen, 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 amen. Yes, yes, God bless you. All over this place, that's good. Uh, we meet here, because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now, I hope you heard the word of God this morning. Cause I sure tried to give you a lot of scripture. Not my little outline, but scripture. How many say, preacher, I know without, without a doubt that God's answered the greatest prayer of my life when I asked him to save me and come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and give me a place in heaven. I know I'm saved. Would you slip your hand up as a high and holy testimony of God's grace? Amen. How many glad you're saved? Say amen. Some could not raise your hand and you say, preacher, pray for me. Folks, you need to become a believer. Folks, the way you get saved is by faith. By faith in the grace of God. You'd say, preacher, pray for me. I'm not saved, but I'd like to be. I want to have some victory in my life. And I want to have some victory over the devil, flesh, and the world in my life. And I know that I've got to be on the winning side, and the winning side is his side. His grace. His power. His promises and his presence what a blessing yes i'm not saved but i'd like to be would you slip your hand up real high for prayer i want to pray for you anyone anyone let me say preacher i know someone that is not saved that i love very much and i want to see god use my life as a testimony that faith in god makes a difference and i want you to pray with me for them would you slip your hand up high Pray for your sister John. God bless you. Others, praise the Lord. Yes. Yes, all over this place. Loved ones, schoolmates. Hey, they're gonna look at your life and see if there's a proof, positive evidence of the aliveness of God as you live by faith. Father, thank you for this chapter. Can't wait to end it tonight. Lord, I know I know I need I I know I needed the message this morning, but I need the message tonight even more. Because Lord, I know that in bad times in trying times, we need tough faith. We need true faith. So Lord, increase our faith as we've already prayed for. But God, also increase our witness. Increase our compassion. Help us God to witness. Lord, you've laid some people on my heart through the tragedies of this week that I want to go see this next week. I pray they'll get saved if they're not saved. So Lord, thank you for the privilege of being a witness by faith in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen.